Welcome to Revelation Warning, a weekly podcast hosted by Pastor Robert Thibodeau as he interviews prophecy experts from around the world as we discuss current events in relation to Bible prophecy. All of this is to give the world a final Revelation Warning. Now, here is your host with this week's guest, Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Revelation Warning Podcast. We are so blessed that you're joining us here today. You know, there is no doubt we are living in the last of the last days. Everything around us is falling apart. The economy, the supply chain, oil and gas supplies, even society is falling apart faster than anyone could predict. Our government is broken. Our leaders are basically imbeciles and traitors. Our churches are broken and weak. The only thing left is God. And for the most part, Americans have forsaken him too. That is the outlook for this nation and the world right now. Wars and rumors of wars, famine, pestilences, diseases, hyperinflation, crime out of control, murder rates rising, more and more mass shootings, and all of that is the good news. It's getting worse day by day. And I just thank God for all of it. Amen. Brother Bob, how how could you say you thank God for all this bad news? It's easy because his word tells us it's going to be just like this immediately before the return of Jesus. Praise God. That is the good news, at least for believers. Matthew 13, verse 16 and 17, and Luke 10, verse 23 and 24 tell us what Jesus informed his disciples of. And since we're believers, we're his disciples also. So he's speaking to us as well. He said, blessed are your eyes because you see and your ears for they hear. For I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see the things that you see, but did not see and to hear the things that you hear, but did not hear it. Folks, The culmination of the ages is about to happen right before our very eyes. For believers, we also have the promise to escape the worst part of it. Not all of it, but the worst part of it. Praise God. And I'm not going to take time to teach on this because that's not the purpose of today's program. But you can do your own studies of 1 Thessalonians 4.17 and Revelations chapter 1 through 3 that talk about the church. And then it's not mentioned again as the tribulation unfolds, especially after John is told to come up here. But again, that's getting off the topic of today's program. Our guest today is Tom Donnan, who's back to share some warnings about things happening right now and then viewing things by the Spirit as he was showing them. These are not good messages for anyone who is an unbeliever, unless they get born again prior to the triggering event, whenever that may happen. Amen. Help me welcome back to the program our good friend, Tom Donnan. Tom, thank you for coming back on the program today, buddy. I've been looking forward to this. Yes, sir, Bob. Oh, we always have a good time. I know I say that, and it's true. Amen. Yeah, because we have these topics, and we get excited about God moving and seeing the Holy Spirit moving, no, and uh, the things that are contributing to people coming to salvation, no, and the shaking that is going on. So, and there, you know, we've been talking about this for nearly two years now, if not more, and we've been trying to get people on a strong foundation, and now that foundation is starting to be shook, and how is it going to affect people? That's why we talk. Amen. Amen. I've I've been looking forward to this. I know our listeners will get a lot out of this if they're paying attention to what's happening every single night on the news. But you shared with me that 
the next shock wave that's about to hit humanity is going to come in three different waves. Let's take them one at a time and go through them. What's shock wave number one? Yeah, you know, let's let's just think about um, seeing yourself in like a, a park, you know, where the where you're out there and you see the grass, you no, know, and everything is good until the ground starts to move funny and huge cracks start showing up. Well, that is kind of like what we're seeing happening right now is that we've been on pretty good financial solid ground. No, but now what's happening is that we got these huge cracks showing up all over the place and people are scrambling to try to find, well, where is solid ground? If it's not the ground that I'm used to, you know, uh, where is the solid ground? And we're seeing that taking place right now. Yeah. Amen. I mean, we see the financial shock basically hitting the economy right now. I mean, the, the government has flooded the economy with cash that has virtually no backing to it at all. It, it's literally dropping the value of the dollar. You know, so what they do, if you have a supply of, uh, say, $10 and apples are a dollar a piece, you get $1, one apple. But if they say, well, I'm going to give everybody an extra $10. Now you got $20 bidding for one apple. So someone comes up and says, well, I'll give you a dollar for an apple. I said, no, 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 no. There's more money out there than just $10. I want, I want $2 for an apple. And to you, it's the same amount of money because, you know, you didn't have the $200. Okay. two. Now inflation just hit $1 apple went to $2. And that's basically a short example of what inflation is. And when they flooded our economic system with all of this money, it means more dollars to purchase more things. That's called inflation. And that is happening as we speak. I mean, and for a lot of people, you know, they're not used to having to pay $7 for a gallon of gas, you know, especially when this is, they got these big diesel trucks and things like that, that doesn't get good gas mileage to begin with. I mean, my, my, my own personal car, I could usually fill my tank up for $25. The other day it was $60 to fill up. I mean, that's just not in the budget. So, but that's, that's just one example. What's shockwave number two? Well, uh, let me lead into that because you're talking about inflation. Here is the really kind of an odd situation is that I just pulled up the DX, the uh, DXY chart that shows the value of the dollar. And it's currently um, at uh, 101. Right. So it shows that you get a, a dollar and a penny for a dollar, you know, value in the world market. Yeah. But you go to the grocery store, right? You go to the grocery store and it just, yeah, that dollar is not doing the same work it did just six Amen. months ago. Amen. Man, right. I went to the grocery store and I walked out and, I, and it was 200 bucks. And I, and I thought, what did I just buy? Right. Yeah. Amen. And I, I, I pulled off, I, I walked over to the side of the aisle. I got out the receipt and receipt. I'm going over it item by item thinking, and I got my calculator out. I can't believe that what I just happened here was 200 bucks worth of stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. I've never spent that kind of money. All right. So now, as this is happening, the discretionary money is being used up, which means is that there isn't any left over. So what happens when things that are left over is that they go to the wayside. You know what? One of the things that they were talking about in this uh, program that I watched is the uh, the stuff that you can do without, like Netflix or mm-hmm. special programming or even cable. People are cutting back on different 
uh, add-ons on cable, you know? So, but when that starts to get to the point where that doesn't help, then the housing issue is the next wave, right? Mm -hmm. So um, in this uh, program that I watch, uh, Jeremiah Babe, he was talking about how uh, in his um, area, they got 640,000 homes that are like 30 to 90 days behind payment. Oh, now, wow. now, we talked about the eviction rate for renters that weren't uh, uh, keeping current, right? Okay, so what's going to happen when the housing when the housing takes place? That's what I saw in this dream uh, on February 26th, is that a house sank down into the ground, swallowed up. The ground swallowed it up, uh, up to the roof. And that is just like what happened in 2008, 2009 where the houses were underwater and people just literally walked away. I have a friend whose son was hired to go in and remove the furniture from these houses that people just walked away from. And he was pretty busy there for a while. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be the next wave. And I don't see it happening um, really quickly or, you know, right now. But that's the signpost. The signpost, pay attention where this becomes uh, an image or uh, an event where this is on topic of conversation with people. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen reports that companies are moving into neighborhoods and offering, you know, two, three times the value of a house in some areas just so they can buy up neighborhoods and rent them out. You know, they're they're outbidding. You know, you walk, you think you're going, oh, let's go out, look at this house. Oh, they're wanting 300000 Okay, we'll give them three hundred. Then find out, oh, sorry, we, we've got a better deal. You know, someone offered them 400000 and they're bidding on behalf of these corporations because they intend to rent these homes out because people aren't going to be able to afford their houses. So they know they're going to get their money back, let the economy rebound, then sell the house for the housing area for even larger money. I mean, that means basically the American dream of actually owning your own home is soon going to be a thing of the past. Nobody will be able to afford to outbid these corporations. It's really sad. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. My sister is a, a renter in Prescott Valley, Arizona. And just recently what happened is that she was notified that there was going to be a rent increase. Now, you know that they're they're jumping sometimes 50, 100%. Yeah. You know? And so and she was terrified. So the um, manager came over, took a look at the house. And what happened is they, they raised it 40 bucks. Right, which is unheard of. That's a God blessing right there. Yeah, amen. But the primary reason was is because of how good they took care of the property. Mm. You see, renters aren't usually some, in right. some of these cases easy on the property. They're hard on the property. Yep. So then they got to spend money trying to get the house back into shape for the next renter. Yep. So she was a that was a blessing right there for her in that amen. situation, and uh, it worked out well for her. Well, what's shockwave number three? That is. Uh, the one where I was in a basement of a hospital and uh, and I was talking with people who were trying to get things back on the shelves because of all the disturbance and the shaking that was going on. When we got hit by a huge shockwave that knocked me off my feet. But then what happened is that uh, I wasn't I wasn't uh, knocked to the floor. Right. But the, it was such a bad shock. Everybody wanted to go above ground and see what was going on. And that's when people were going in the grocery stores, buying everything. The electricity was knocked out. Communication was knocked out. Um, there was chaos, mass chaos. And that was, that's a pretty scary thing. Now, I've been praying. I've been asking the Lord, okay, you show me that this chaos is going on, that the, uh, it seems as though the electricity goes out. I don't know for how long, right? 
So, and then it's like people are buying this, the, uh, the food goods, but it's too late. You know, I was down in Florida when uh, Irma came through and I was amazed that seven days before uh, the, the storm came, okay, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, right? Nobody pays attention. And then the fifth day, all of a sudden they realize, oh, it's coming, right? And within hours, all the gas is gone, all of the plywood and all the, the water reserves, all, everything's gone like in a couple hours. And that's what's going to happen here when people realize, oh, no, I better get what I can while I can, you know, and try to uh, make it through this storm. And that's where we try to get people prepared. At least try to get yourself some extra food. And if you don't use it, bring it to the food depository. Amen. You know, bring it to yeah. church, give it away, you know, but don't be caught uh, short. So yeah. when this takes place, that's the thing that uh, um, it comes after the houses start getting swallowed up. All right. And then there's a fourth aspect of it where I don't often have this happen when I'm in a dream, but I literally heard someone speak to me. Didn't the other people didn't hear it. I just heard it. And it was it's time to separate yourself mm. now. OK, that doesn't sound good, does it? All right. Amen. No. So that means, OK, go home. Uh you know, don't stick, go out in society because it's getting a little crazy. Now, I was just talking to some people just a couple of days ago about downtown. I was downtown Chicago. I was going to go down there. And they were saying, oh, maybe you might want to rethink that because I haven't been paying attention to the news. And they have some very serious shootings going on right down in the tourist sections. Yep. And so um, and they're not just a couple of shots. They're empty and quips. Yeah. No. And so those bullets, they fly all over the place. And so now that's deeply affecting uh, tourism. No, I just had well, 10 days ago, somebody said, oh, they wouldn't go down to downtown Chicago now until it's really clean, kind of cleaned up. So it's going to be that kind of chaos. And that's the hard part is yeah, that uh, now, just like when the Lord showed me that there's going to be three waves of COVID. Here we got uh, three waves of serious shaking. No, uh, but with the COVID, I saw that we got back to normal life. But with this one, I, I didn't see that. And that bothers me. I don't know how long if the electricity goes out, how long is it going to be out? Look at the doggone food shortage thing that they're talking about, right? Yeah. I brought it up here for this for the interview, you know, up on YouTube, and I put it in there. How many food production plants are caught on fire? Mm. This is not normal. Right. Amen. Yeah. So there, Amen. there's stuff that is happening in the food production uh, in multiple ways yeah. that hasn't necessarily caught up with people yet, mm. but at the tail end is empty. And yeah. as we use this stuff up then what's going to happen down the road? So uh, it's kind of like a word of warning you know, that is good to take. We've discussed, you know, the increase in earthquakes all over the world several times, especially in this nation and areas where we traditionally haven't seen many earthquakes. And I continue to hear rumors about, you know, rumblings under Yellowstone National Park. They're yeah. increasing in numbers not seen before. And if that super volcano blows, it's going to destroy a th not just a third of the nation, and it'll destroy whatever's left of the agriculture in this country. And we will literally be blown off the map of being a nation that can take care of ourselves and being a, still be in a position to help others. This, I, I view this as a, as a possible reason why we're not mentioned. The United States is not mentioned as being a major player in the Bible in the tribulation period, uh, which is fast approaching. I mean, you also mentioned, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, here's a fascinating rabbit trail. Short. It's going to be short. And that is, is that I have a friend, a bookstore owner up in Sheridan, Wyoming. Her name is uh, Jeannie. And she just recently had to relocate. But she was telling me the other day, 
she keeps on having these things, these experiences during the middle of the night where uh, her bed is shaking and she's she knows that it's a symbol for an earthquake. But this has happened to her multiple times now. And I'm, I'm sharing with her the things that God is showing me about the situation. And so, you know, she's pretty close to Yellowstone. Yeah. Amen. That's right. You know, you, you mentioned about, you know, the electricity will be out for extended period of time. I, I wonder if that is because of, you know, an EMP or possible nuclear war uh, or the explosion in Yellowstone, as we discussed on numerous occasions, a possible asteroid colliding with the Earth. I mean, all these scenarios would definitely knock out the electric grid. Well, okay, so I know this is the hard part. The hard part is, is that we've lost our God-blessed hedge of protection. Yep. So stuff is going to happen. And unless we get into Second Chronicles 7.14, where God, you know, we get a hold of God's ear and his heart. No, uh, we are going to be uh, hit with these different things, just like you were talking about. It's terrifying. Yeah, amen, amen. And what we see happening right now, as you said, with our food supplies, that could just be the precursor of things to come very soon. Uh, even if it's not as bad as we're describing, just the inflation factor would turn this nation into another Venezuela very quickly. That's scary. Yeah. Now, I've been going to different grocery stores and I've been paying attention. Now, uh, ask Jewel Oscar here. It was a little uh, interesting because it, it looked like the shelves were stocked, but the items were all pulled forward. So there was only a couple of deep, right? Yeah. It wasn't like there were 10 deep. And, um, and of course, you know, Walmart is, try buying pasta. You know, the pasta shells, for whatever reason, are really lean. And so I'm thinking, pasta, why is pasta so, you know, so hard to get a hold of? And, uh, but it's not devastating, right? But it's still starting to show the cracks uh, in the system. Amen. Amen. Now, you recently took a trip and the Lord was showing you some things as you were traveling, correct? Yes. You know, that's pretty. Share that with us. All right. So, uh, say Missouri. For the listeners, if for the listeners, God will show me different things. And the purpose is usually a call to prayer and an intercession. So I started with Missouri. I was down there with my nieces. We're having um, a wonderful time in Branson, Missouri. But what had happened is that I had given a book out to somebody. And then that night uh, during the dream, I got hit with a curse. Now, what I mean by that is, is that I had a very bad nightmare and I'm spiritually sensitive. So I have to sleep in a room that's been prayed over and anointed uh, and ask for God's angels to be there with me for protection. And I still got hit with a curse. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on here? Because I'll tell you what, the Assembly of God headquarters are in Missouri. There is a lot of big churches that are in Missouri. I mean, Branson is just it gives praise to God and honors veterans. And it's, you know, wonderful people from around the country come there. And still there is an occult measure that is in that area that has gotten a stronghold. This is what bothers me. I got mad. I start praying for the glory of God to, be, to show up so that, um, you know, when, when you have the glory, evil can't stay in that, air, in that presence that they got to move. So um, that's where I did uh, uh, intercession during the middle of the night. There's nothing like waking up with no other stimuli to get you distracted, right? And you just bear your soul to God during those times and asking him, pleading with him to, to enter into this and bring change. So that was Missouri. And what about Texas? Texas was interesting. Now, uh, anybody who does dreams and visions kind of situation, you know, dreams are almost always uh, like, let's say, 90 percent, if not 95 percent um, um, symbolic. 
right? Right. Visions are a little bit more straightforward. It helps you to be able to, to follow the clues as you see them or the doors as they open up. But this was one of the first times that this was the dream that I had was actually literal. And I'm not sure why it happened in Texas. But the message was, is that President Trump, his past staff and current staff um, were being targeted for assassinations, whether it be medical or whether it be by violence. And at the same time, there was a, a, another issue. And that is, is that think about it as the president having a ministry, right? And in that ministry, uh, by God's hand, he blesses people. But his ministry was stolen. It was kidnapped, mm-hmm. right? And then he's trying to deal with this. And so I, I knew it was a call to prayer that uh, during the night when I when I had this. The interesting part was, is that like two days later, I'm listening to where you, Iran is saying, yeah, we're going to get you, right? We're going to get you. And, and then I thought, okay, now I put that in my daily prayers, protection for them. But it, we just saw this recently where somebody was uh, was tending to assassinate President Bush. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. And so true. this is this is getting like uh, serious. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then then you went to New Mexico. That was different. All right. New Mexico is that I liked it. I was in a, uh, Albuquerque. I always wanted to spend time there. But I spent in the old town area. Uh, I had gotten a hotel room. And then during the night, I'd been there one full day and then the second night. It was uh, as if New Mexico has a two-God system, mm-hmm. right? And so you have a very deep I- Indian heritage there, which follows the uh, elders' traditions mm-hmm. in the ways, the old ways. And then you have the Christian uh, religion that is there. Those are too prominent. But it's like having a blended family with two dads, and the children are having a hard time figuring out which dad to follow. And I thought, oh, gee, this is not good. I had gone to uh, somebody got church and then directed to the district office. And I left their material. I left them books. You know, I haven't heard back from them up, up until this time. But I thought, okay, so they have made decisions in New Mexico that uh, don't necessarily help gain the ear of God. They've made some unbiblical decisions. And I, uh, after I got finished with that, I'm saying, oh, I hope that these intercession prayers help bring a change in a direction. So that was New Mexico. Amen. And then I think we, from there, you went to Arizona. Yeah, that was fascinating. Arizona has got something different going on. Did you make it to the bottom of the Grand Canyon this time? No, no, (laughs) no, no, I tried. Okay. So my goal was, is that, that just, uh, bite off a chunk, a small chunk, which happens to be the worst part of the hike in the Grand Canyon the last mile and a half. So I seem to have this problem for the listeners. I'm going to be 70 this year. And I figured, hey, if I want to do this, I better get out there, right? And so I seem to have problems with exertion and 7,000 feet in elevation. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to work on my body. No. So uh, I did make it. I did make it out that mile and a half. Uh, and I did enjoy it and the, the challenges. But I was thinking, oh, I might have to rethink this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. So what, what did God show you happening there? All right. The first thing is, is that I went to a church service to see my friends. Um, and that is John Mark Poole and Sandy uh, Poole. They have a, a ministry that's called Word to the World. And they have this little um, this little church that is out there uh, that this couple had rents a church so that they can hold special services, Right. And so um, their name is Barr, Stephen and Diane Barr. 
and uh, the glory, the glory ministry. And so they had the pools come in. So they were, and this isn't the first time they had multiple services. So I was there and I wanted to see them because they were monumental in getting my first book printed because I needed somebody who was an author. Not only did they support me with giving me a forward, they have been very encouraging um, since that time. So it was good to see them, right? But here was a dream that I had associated with this ministry. And that is, is that uh, I was like at a train depot or a train, some kind of depot. And there was these women and they were not attractive women. They they were, you know, like, okay, ugly, right? And they're pulling wagons and they got a blanket over the content of these wagons. And it, they're leaving town. Now, I just assumed or came to the connection that they were in the occult somehow, right? And because God had showed up in this area, they couldn't stay. They had to go someplace else. Yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah. what's going on here? Right? So this was like very exciting. And then I went to Williams, Arizona, where there is an AG church there. And I, I had to take the pastors out to dinner that, uh, because I wanted to know what's going on in their life. They got supernatural provision happen. They had a guy show up that was in a hotel next door where I stayed. This was, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago or maybe six months ago, knocked on the door and said, I, I feel a need to give you this. And inside the envelope was in, envelope, excuse me, was $300 bills. And what happened then is that they say, well, okay, we'll deposit it into the checking account and uh, we'll just see what's going to go on. Only to find out that they had made um, an, an error and they were $300 short. They were over, they would be overdraft by $300, mm. right? And so Amen. then yeah. another issue or another time, is that a man showed up during the week, a worker at the church, opened the door. He said, I have a donation for the church, handed it to them. I guess there was small talk. They closed the door and the person goes, oh, gee, I didn't thank that man. So they reopened it to, up the door. He's gone. Mm -hmm. Right. So I saw the layout of this. There's no place to hide. I mean, even if he jumped into the car and took off right away, there was no way to get away. Right. So what happened is a couple of days later, lightning struck the pole next to the church and knocked out most of their electronic equipment. Mm -hmm. Inside the envelope was a check for $5,000 that covered the replacement cost of everything that was destroyed. Amen. Amen. Isn't it awesome? Amen. Yeah. Yes. Amen. So this couple that awesome. is now leading this church, uh, what happened to them is they, they moved there to just be supportive of this church. And then one day the pastor goes, I can't do this. I, I, there's not enough money coming in. I got a family to take care of and handed them the keys. Mm. Now they're pastoring the church. Right. And then God starts showing up. And then they had so many wonderful stories. I told him, I came here to inspire you, but you are now inspiring me. <laughs> it's, it was absolutely awesome. And then I went to the Grand Canyon and it was a totally different story there because that's government land. Yeah. All right. So what happened that night is, is that when I was there uh, uh, the first night, I was in a huge warehouse and it, there was just a couple of lights on. I was there with a couple other people. And as I'm walking through, I notice all these coins on the floor. Now, so when I see coins, it usually illustrates change. So uh, I started sweeping them up and then people started coming out of the shadows. And they were acting like they were um, not the owners, but they were the proprietors, right? And they were not nice. So eventually what happened is that we wound up finding that there were tunnels leading out from this warehouse that were like secret passageways. Right. So uh, it didn't take long after the dream for me to realize that uh, in the governmental warehouse, you know, you can apply it in a lot of different ways. There's corruption. 
So I started in our government. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. So I started praying. I said, Oh Lord, please. You know, we got the midterm elections coming up. I said, Oh Lord, please on all levels of government and all branches of government, you know, please start uh, weeding out the, uh, the corruption. No. So that is something that when God brings intercession like that, that's in advance of change that is coming. So that was very disturbing. The next night I had another dream as, as if it was going to be a national divorce. It was, uh, 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 let's just say that it was a married couple and a husband went on an extended trip. He was gone so long that the wife was changing the landscape of their property. had taken over the checking account, had uh, opened up her own stuff and was going to have multiple changes go on. And then she was going to divorce him and move away. Right. But he showed up. And by his authority, the authority of his word, he took back over control of the situation. And then that prompted me to start praying, oh, Lord, please come back as as our leader of our leader of this nation and start to change the landscape back. Do you see why I'm encouraged? Yeah, I'm very encouraged by these two intercessions, these two types of intercessions, because but as we talked in the pre-interview, is that even if this starts to turn around now, there's still a lot of pain. People are still going to endure a lot of difficulties and a lot of pain, even if it does start to turn around. So this encouraging word isn't to have people delay, but to engage, knowing that there's hope. Amen. And then you went to Colorado, correct? Yeah, they're dead, Colorado. You know, I love visiting Colorado because it's so pretty. I love this state, but it's got some huge spiritual problems right now. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm telling you. All right, so I was in Durango. Anybody who's a train buff, the best train ride that I've ever been on is the Durango Express that goes to Silverton, three and a quarter hours through this gorgeous landscape. No, and then you get to um, to a Silverton, and it's 9,600 feet, and the oxygen is nowhere to be found. No. <laughs> so it was a little hard for me walking around there for the first hour. But the, the message was is that uh, this area was under an occult occupation, right? Now, you want to know what's going on in an area? Go to the McDonald's. You'll <laughs> see what's going on when you go to the McDonald's. And so the, from the very beginning, it's as if there is a gender um, confusion, mm-hmm. right? Where guys were more like girls and girls were more like guys. And it was just this just strangeness, right? And so I had this intercession about the um, this, this person it was like a, a strong uh, witch or presence. And man, I confronted her. I confronted her and I said, listen, e- Jesus even died for you. No. And this uh, people have to understand. It's like I'm right in this spiritual presence of evil. And I got good and evil in the same atmosphere. And in that, I'm focused on this person and I'm witnessing to them. Right. And the I had a ministry spirit with me that went into her area and took back 10 items that she had possessed. Now, isn't that interesting? Mm. John 10, 10, the thief, yeah. the thief comes to seek, steal, and destroy. Amen. But the ministry spirit that was with me went into their stronghold and took back 10 items. Amen. Right? To reclaim this, to reclaim something there. So something powerful had taken place. And then I went to um, Colorado Springs, where my niece lives close to there. And the dream was, is that there's relationship problems everywhere. 
Well, when you have unbiblical wives, you you're going to have um, uh, Colorado has made some bad biblical, unbiblical yeah. choices, and it's starting to show up. But people, yeah. the people that are there like the the how would you say it? the lifestyle? They like the lifestyle, right? Mm. So to them, it's okay. But the relationships are a mess, yeah. right? So there's no correlation between the relationships being a mess and the stuff that they've chosen to do. It's mm. like there's a void that's going there. So that was another time of intercession. Now, my niece uh, had brought me over to the Air Force Academy. I didn't get to see the chapel because they're working on it, right? But we did go into the planetarium. And when there's a, a, a guard, you're going to notice. When there's a guard at the gate, you know, he's no nonsense. You do what he tells you, right? Yep. He, he says, you do exactly this and you turn around right here. <laughs> you know? Whoa, it's a different life. Amen. So that was um, that was the thing. Now, uh, the one other thing that that was pretty fascinating is about how in times past in, in the end of April, no, the end of March of last year, I heard this alarm. Do you know that there is a huge food storage place near Branson, Missouri? Oh, really? Have you heard that? Mm-mm. Well, you can you can do a, a YouTube of uh, a trucker had his camera on when he drove in there. This is absolutely huge. They've been stuffing food in there for a very long time. And then on March 31st, I heard the alarm close, like the big door was closing. Mm -hmm. They had everything they needed in there now. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. Because their stuff is all taken care of. And now we got nothing but chaos going on out here. Yeah. No. So when it gets bad, I heard Catherine Austin fixed say that uh, she was offered a job in in, uh, government that was higher than where she was, and she declined it because she didn't like the way things were going. Mm -hmm. And the person that had offered her her the job said, you know, if you decline this, you won't be able to go underground. And she understood what that was, right? We don't understand what that is, right? Yeah, they all know. They got a a safe haven for themselves when it gets bad. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know, you see, I've seen some television specials, you know, where some these underground facilities, I mean, they can harbor, you know, a hundred people for, you know, just one hundred hundreds of people, maybe 500 people, and they can be self-sustaining for a couple of years. Well, that's the thing. They got so much food in there. They can, they can help themselves. Now here was an an interesting thing that uh, this Catherine Austin Fitz had also said, it's about uh, mining equipment and elevator equipment, right? For like decades, they've been really having good, uh, solid uh, profits. Well, that's because they're doing all this stuff that we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. You no, know, they're digging tuggle and tunnels. And if you got tunnels, you need elevators to get down there. So yep. um, those two industries have been really capitalizing on what's been going on underneath ground. They call them dumbs. Deep underground military uh, bases. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, Tom, from all this, as we said in the beginning, I truly believe that a revival is the only hope for this nation. Not just a little, eh, let's have revival in our church for a couple of days, you know, type of thing. I'm talking about an actual outpouring of the Holy Spirit all across this land, a third great awakening type of revival. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And if there's anyone listening right now, that needs to accept Jesus as their savior. And what you've talked about today 
spark that thought in their mind. If anything you said has resonated and communicated that to them through the Holy Spirit, will you lead them in prayer to the throne of grace and mercy and, and pray for this nation for revival as well? Wonderful. Thank you very much for that opportunity. All right. For those that want to invite Jesus into their heart and lives, let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you for the work that Jesus did on the cross by shedding his blood. He paid the price for humanity's sins. And I, I tell you now, Father, that I am a sinner. I am sorry for my sin. I am sorry for the pain my sins have caused you. Yes, Lord. Please forgive me. Now, thank you, Jesus. I invite you, Jesus, to come into my heart and into my life, and I want to live for you. And fill me with your Holy Spirit and bring me down a path of your design. In Jesus' name, amen. Now for the country. Yes. Father, I pray that you would have a wave of your Holy Spirit that would wash over America from shore to shore, including uh, Alaska, Hawaii, and our territories. Yes. That, Father, that we would be swept up into mass salvations and mass restoration. And that, Lord, that you would do wonderful work. Now, I ask that you would have Pentecostal fires erupt in yes. different places in our country and around the world. And that, Lord, that you would do just a wonderful thing. We need you. This, yes, we can always see an end or a way out by your hand. And we ask that you would release these things, Lord. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Tom. If anyone listening right now, you know, folks, there can be no doubt in the mind of any believer that the end is very, very near. Only a fool will continue to say that all is well, you know, like our government officials try to tell us. If this nation refuses to repent, if this nation continues to follow the ungodly paths that it's been on, this nation can be written off in one day, if the Lord wills. There is no guarantee for next year. There is no guarantee for tomorrow. The only guarantee we have is death and then the judgment. Jesus himself said that. We need to personally repent. And we need to intercede for this nation, ask for national repentance. Lift this up to you, to the Lord in your daily prayer time as well. Tom, thank you for taking the time to come on and share all this with us today. If someone wants to get in contact with you, how can they do that? They can reach me at uh, my email address, which is healingthenation1776 at gmail.com. And for the books that I have that are free, if they go to Zoe Healing Center, on the book tab, there is six free books that people can read, and um, and uh, three of them are mine. Amen. Amen. I'll put links to all that down below in the show notes. I appreciate you. Tom, thank you for taking the time to share all this with us today. Every time you come on, man, time just seems to fly. I'm telling you. Amen. So, folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Tom, Don, and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. You have been listening to Revelation Warning with Pastor Robert Thibodeau and his guest expert on Bible prophecy as it relates to current events. This podcast is not designed to invoke fear, but concern. Help us to make everyone aware that the soon return of Jesus is close at hand by clicking the like, subscribe, and then share buttons below. Share this episode with your loved ones, friends, and coworkers. 
For more information on our ministry, please visit podcasterforchrist.com. And be sure to come back next week for another episode of Revelation Warning.